What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of We All Deserve to Eat, a podcast and a space where we will share experiences and grow together and build perspective. Whatever your reason for being here, or however you found this, thank you, I appreciate you, and I'm happy you're here. Hi, everyone. So I hope you've had a uh, fantastic week so far. We're plugging through towards the end of the week. And if it's been a grind, I hope that you find some peace or some tranquility upon finding this episode or after listening to this episode. I'll try and keep it a little bit shorter than last time. Um, But we were continuing on with our discussion about conflict resolution. And with conflict resolution last week, we spoke just to recap quickly in case you haven't listened to the episode or had a chance yet. We dealt with internal conflict resolution, who we tend to blame, the sources, and why we go through these various stages. And I don't have all the solutions, I don't have all of the answers, but at the same time, I like to share my perspective. I appreciate all the feedback that's come in so far. And at the end of this, I'll also drop my email uh, to make sure that if you have any questions, you can always feel free to uh, send me an email, send me a note with feedback, or even if you'd like a topic discussed, I will certainly, certainly take into consideration, and it might even overlap with ideas that I've already had. So in continuing with this week's discussion, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about external conflict. And last week we touched on the four groupings or the four types of conflict that tend to arise in a workplace. And just to recap, I mean, with conflict, I mean, conflicts are emotional, Conflicts usually arise when two or more two or more parties, in a sense, view their perspectives or perhaps have goals that they feel conflict with each other. And because of that, they're either perceived as impossible to achieve or they're perceived as incompatible or you don't align with my vision. You don't align with my outlook. You don't align with my values. There's conflict there. We also address that conflict is not necessarily a bad thing, but when it deals with external conflict, there has to be compromise on both sides, and we will identify negative styles in conflict, and you might find yourself saying, yeah, I've done that before, I've definitely done that before, Um, and then possible solutions on what we actually need to achieve a solution when a conflict arises, right? So in recapping, We talked about conflicts being emotional. We talked about conflicts having either issues attached to them or emotions attached to them. And issues tend to be the what, the source of the conflict. Emotions tend to be how, how things are dealt with and why the conflict arises if there is underlying sources there or there's built up, pent up frustration from a different time. Something might have been bottling with with a previous issue. We've all gone through that experience, I'm sure, or at least most of us have gone through that experience. So one thing that we need to separate is emotions from the issues, right? And in conflict, the hardest thing to do, in my experience, is to stay silent, to bite your tongue, and to let the other person, provided they're willing to do the same, get their side out 
in hopes that you'll have a civilized discourse after. And we all know that storybook-wise, it doesn't go that way all the time. But we have to take care of our side and can control what we can control. We can't always control their reaction, but we can control the words that come out of our mouths. We can control the pace in which a conversation goes. And once it feels like it maybe isn't going to be resolved in that time, we maybe walk away from it and make it a point to find a solution at another time. But if you've ever experienced in a conflict, of course, anger, frustration, you know, confusion, you may be perplexed or baffled as to why this is happening, a degree of disappointment, you may feel hurt, you may feel anxiety or a degree of worry or concern about outcomes. How is the resolution or how is the conflict going to be resolved, right? And so we ask ourselves, who can deal with that emotion? Well, even in external conflict, we can, can try and control the environment to a certain degree. But in that conflict, when you see it happening or when you're experiencing it, understand who is the more emotional one. And if you can, this is just a piece of advice. You don't have to take it. And again, it's not always going to work out for you. But the person who is clearly more emotional, let them get it out first. We've all seen the memes. We've all seen the the cliche pop culture sayings of, you know, the worst thing you can tell a person to do when they're fired up is to relax. Well, obviously, because they're passionate about something. Don't tone police them. Let them vent. Do your best to just be strong. This is how thick skin is developed. You understand where the issue is coming from. Is it a personal issue or is it a professional issue? And again, we will get into that next week in connecting that. But in talking about the four types of conflict that we identified earlier last week and we touched on very, very briefly, right? Sometimes conflicts arise over facts. I mean, more often than not in the news, we see that. Facts and data are usually up for debate. And with accessibility to a wealth of information, now more than ever, we see conflict over, you know, our, our current situation in Canada around the world for the past year as places are opening up again and getting back to normal we see conflicts over facts and data and people presenting their opinions all the time in addition to that in just connecting it to what we're going through right now there's also conflict over processes and methods methodologies implementations of programs stages of reopening where where one party might see a solution the other sees a further extension of the problem. Conflict arises that over that all the time. We dealt with this more internally, but in internal conflict last week, but there's also a conflict over purpose. Sometimes we wonder what our purpose is. And in external conflict also comes from, and I've been in team environments where it is not toxic, but where, where my teammates and myself are held accountable. What is your purpose on the court? What is your purpose on the field? What do you contribute to this team? And sometimes people are more abrasive and maybe more likely to call you out publicly. And I'm not saying that's a good way to be. But that might very well arise in your lifetime if it hasn't already. People may question why you are there, why you're in a certain place. What is your purpose there? And you have to be willing to, you know, not run away from it, but deal with it in a professional manner should the other party choose not to. And finally, I think this kind of sums it up. 
And again, there aren't four categories and that's the binary way of thinking. Absolutely not. This is just my perspective on how I've been able to group them through what I've studied and come across in my life and researched and seen from people with, you know, much higher academia than me. But taking that research, taking those studies, taking that perspective and tried to help formulate my own. The last one, I think over anything that sums it up is conflict over values. Values, ideologies. I've spoken about that with my students in business leadership. I've spoken about that with my students in Canadian law, how laws and legislature is passed in international business, different laws that you have to abide by when dealing with business in other countries that may not pertain to your own markets. How do you deal with that? How do you get past that conflict? Conflict isn't always in your face. It isn't always abrasive. Conflict can be some an external force that just prevents you or challenges your path to a solution. How are you going to get through it? How are you going to muster up the energy, the resilience, and enter it and approach it with the sound mindset of there is a solution to this. How are we going to work around it? It may not be clear cut. It may be easier than you thought. Once you come to the solution, you think of a different path of how you could have gotten there. But that learning process is necessary. Right. So don't avoid conflict. Let's not run away from conflict. We have to learn to be resilient. We have to learn to face it. There can be a time and place. You don't have to deal with it if you don't have the space, but you can't run away from it and avoid it forever. That was my very long-winded point. Okay, So as we move through, I mean, there are definitely some, some ways that we can deal with conflict, right? There are positive ways we can deal with it. Like we said, as, as much as it's tough to, you have to sometimes bite your tongue and recognize who has the higher emotion and at the same time you have to be willing to deal with that emotion and decide whether or not you can come to a professional resolution now it's important to remember that there are negative styles in conflict and we've all been guilty of them i'm sure at one point or another maybe not every single one but i do have a couple stories that i will interject in here um, as i go through a couple of them and again these are just terms that i've come across um, that perhaps you know you may have called them something different or you may categorize them differently or you may lump them all in the same but these are just some fun examples right so the first is firecracker and we all know this one this is the person that blows up they might apologize later but you cannot unsay things and they in a sense, may make the excuse of, oh, I, I just kind of black out and I, I don't remember what I say and I say things I don't mean. Um, they're the ones that blow up and they're the ones that I would advise be the most weary of that they tend to get personal. And when a person gets personal in an argument, you tend to have won at least that point of the argument when they don't have anything more to say and they start attacking you personally take it as a small victory now another method that people tend to use sometimes is called the cold shoulder we all know this one cold shoulder is just avoidance at all costs avoidance at all costs you feel too proud to talk about the issue you hope it just goes away or 
it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, and nothing ever gets resolved, and perhaps this becomes a suppressed issue, or perhaps you're able to truly move on after it. But cold shoulder, silent treatment, we've, we've all been there. It's not the best way. Sometimes it's effective, sometimes, but probably not the best way, right? In saying that too, there's also memory lane. We've all heard this one before, bringing up a past experience about when you may have been wrong before um, and how the person felt or the other party felt at the time and just making you relive that moment, never truly moving past it, right? There's also people who need to have the last word. And I've been guilty of this before as well. This is probably the one that I'm the most guilty of. Um, and I've really learned to let this go over the years. Um, and it even came out in a TikTok sound where it says, I, I will not argue with you. If you want to tell me one plus one equals five, you're absolutely correct. Enjoy. And that that wasn't the epiphany, but it truly encompasses how I've even noticed that I've grown from my mid-20s to now. Um, and even my early 20s, I used to want to be the person that had the last word. You had to be make it known that you know, I got the last word in and eventually it just doesn't serve anybody well. And you, you learn that, you know, sometimes saying less actually has more of an impact, right? Now there's also, and this is more of a, this can be seen, I want to say as more of a bullying tactic, people who outright tease in front of other people, or even if the intent versus impact is different, they're not thinking about the impact. So passive aggressive teasing, um, taking shots at you uh, in front of other people, especially in front of people that may be close to you, underlying comments, or in a way, the way that people get their their fix online is, is what we now call trolling. But there is a degree of that. And again, not the best way to deal with conflict, sometimes a way to get your frustration out, but tends to turn personal pretty quickly. And depending on the level of care you have for that person's relationship, it may do more damage even if it is meant to be harmless fun. So you just have to watch your audience and, and know your environment and get a read on the person and know the level of depth of relationship that you have with that person. Now, the last one that I wanted to talk about, uh, and I actually have a story that's attached to it, is backstabbing. And the story that I have attached to it comes from uh, my cousin who I'm hoping to have on this podcast one day when we speak about group dynamics and we talk about team and I'll get her to elaborate on the story, but I'm going to give you the Coles Notes version of it. So a friend of hers who works at a top level management firm, one of the things in business where we will talk about group dynamics in putting together a team presentation, a team pitch, a report an idea that you will pitch to high-level management, we will always talk about consensus, a group reaching consensus and being on board and on the same page heading into any big meeting, whether it's for a client or whether it's for a potential client or whether it's to maintain a portfolio, whatever it is, even in this case, pitching an idea and a solution to the top-level management of this firm. And as they were presenting, one of the team members decided, unbeknownst to everybody else, that they would take this opportunity in front of the top-level management team to implement their solution and basically take apart the team's 
solution that they had been working on for a few weeks prior to that. In the heat of the moment, he had premeditated this and this is what was going to happen. Now, question for you all. If that happened to you and you are the team lead, in any situation, and I ask this to my students, my high school students as well, if this happened to you, what would your response be? And I give them a little pause. And usually one brave soul puts up their hand and says, punch him in the face, leap across the table, just absolutely just clock them. And that's an absolutely valid answer. As, as much as we don't condone, obviously you can't do that. But that's the emotion, of course, that you kind of want to spark. It's either shock or there's that firecracker personality that just goes, what just happened? You know, shut up. That kind of thing. And of course, we all have a laugh and we all reiterate, yes, but of course, this is real life and you can't do that. So what do you do? And we give them some time to think. And then after a brief pause, we start to hear actual solutions. We start to hear, well, I guess you'd have to wait them out and hear what they have to say. Or you can attempt to shut it down right away and reestablish control, which has the possibility of reestablishing that conflict outright. But that is a possible solution. You also hear what is what the solution is and perhaps take a risk that this was not the correct time and place and perhaps that they'll let themselves implode and you watch the debacle that that is about to happen so again i will let the when my cousin comes on here eventually and speaks about this and i will ask her about it and she will tell you a much more in-depth version of it but in the end her friend ended up saying oh well, I thought that yesterday in our final check-in meeting that we were all in consensus about our solution. But in that 24 hours, you must have come up with some new information or found new information that would cause you to not be on board anymore. Would you mind sharing that information with everybody here? Because it must have come up very recently and we would like to know where this idea came from. And that is the silence that he was met with as his coworker sat down, kept his mouth shut, and essentially dashed any hopes or showed their true colors when it mattered most, when it was time to put themselves below the cause and the solution we saw the conflict resolve itself. Sure, they had, a, they had a hand in it in controlling the pace of the situation, but sometimes conflicts do resolve themselves. And like I just said before, sometimes the less you say has more of an impact. So as we close out here, I think it's important to remember, and I'm sorry this went too long again, but I think it's important to remember that when conflict arises to not run from it, to understand that parties want a solution and conflict may arise and you can still have the same goals in the end. You can still want the best for your team and the best for your organization and the best for your brand, but how you get there 
may have conflicting ideologies and it's important to stay true to yourself. Stay professional, keep your emotions in check, understand the root of the problem, and truly, at the end of the day, do not forget that we all want a solution to this conflict. Nobody enjoys it. Nobody enjoys the process of going through it and identifying the source. And nobody enjoys wondering about the possible outcomes. But the worst thing we can do is avoid it and run from it. That prevents growth. That prevents us from enjoying life. And that prevents us from having new experiences that may enhance our time on this earth. So in saying that, I wanted to thank you again for joining me. If you have any questions at all, my email is weallderve2eatpodcast at gmail.com. If you have ideas for topics, if you have any questions or need clarification on anything, I would 100% get back to you in a timely manner. I promise I will at least try, but it's not like my email inbox is overflowing with, with inquiries. So... At the same time, I again, I will try and get back to you. So thank you. Thank you so much again for joining me for today's episode. I hope you have a fantastic rest of the week and I'm sending you all the positive energy if you're in the space to receive it. So thank you again and I'm wishing you all a fantastic, fantastic rest of the day.